Hello guys and welcome to the BotCast where it is on Spotify and YouTube. Um, this is kind of a new thing that we created and um, you're probably watching this on YouTube if you see us or Spotify. So, um, wait, lock the door, cameraman, please. Alright, I feel a lot more comfortable. Alright, it's all good? Yeah. Perfect. So, Sam Reed, I wanted to talk to you about my... Jimmy is an iconic character on our channel, if you don't know. I'm, and if you don't know him, if you're a random dude listening, I don't know why. But if you are, Jimmy is kind of a stereotype of a person, like an annoying friend that comes over to your house, like the neighbor's kid. An, an overly dramatic annoying friend. Exactly. But we got so much good feedback from him and how good of a character he was. We decided, you know, let's let's turn him into a long-term evil character on the Bruce Spot channel. Because we didn't have anyone like that. Yeah. So we decided, you know, let's turn him into a supervillain. And that worked out. People loved Jimmy. Yeah. So that's kind of how he came to be. So what were you going to tell me about uh, well, So he's kind of like the neighbor's kid, right? He's like the antagonist of the channel, like what you said. And yeah. I never actually told you how I came up with him. Well, um, then tell me. So... If you if you've watched any Disney shows, or I'm anything, I'm Jimmy by the way for anyone yes. that didn't know I play Jimmy. If you didn't, if you've watched any Disney shows, which I know your sisters watch it all the time, um, there's a show called The Jonas Brothers, right? Yeah, J O N A S, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it, it's like kind of a reality show, and they're all like, it's like the family, and it's the Jonas Brothers, and like they go yeah. to school and stuff, and. Um, there was this one episode where this kid named Carl comes over to their house and he messes up everything. He's really annoying and he does a lot of rude things to their house. And one day I was on the toilet <laughs> and what? I was watching the show on my phone. Oh, you were watching the show on the toilet. I was confused. I was no, like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, first that... person mode all of a sudden. All right, no, no, no. All right. So I was watching the show um on my phone on the toilet tmi yeah. um yeah but i was watching this episode right i'm like this would be a really good skit idea right like we take you and then make it like an annoying kid that comes over to my house and like does all that rude stuff yeah and we're actually gonna play a bit of the episode for you guys right now um so I'm um, you'll you'll kind of see how it relates to it. Uh, you can we're not gonna show you the Jimmy um, episodes. Yeah, you should go check show. that on check that out on the channel. Yeah, it's gonna be linked in the description. Yeah, or if you're on Spotify, just go search up Bruce Bot on YouTube. We also turned Jimmy. It wasn't just that one skit. We turned Jimmy into like first we turned him into a television series, which what was that was what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um. We had like we were gonna make a ten episode. Each episode was like ten minutes. I feel like a few of them would have been like thirty. Yeah. But um, we were gonna turn Jimmy into like this ten episode action action show about you know Jimmy versus James. You know them battling it out. It's just like it's just this action show. So we ended up uh, abandoning that after episode two, unfortunately. But then a few months later, we came back and you know we we kept hearing so much good feedback about Jimmy. Everyone loved Jimmy. So we came back and decided to make a movie. So we're actually working on a Jimmy movie right now called Jimmy vs. James. We're about uh, 15, 20 minutes through and it uh, looks good so far.
it's i mean it like it is um it is like jimmy versus james but it is called corrupted so there's never copying in this industry you can completely copy something which is bad but you can get reference points and you know just inspiration from different things like funny story um my little brother hugo he was watching thomas the train this morning and i kid you not there was this scene where thomas and this engineer girl she put this little metal hook on top of thomas she asked thomas to drive 88 miles an hour down the track and run into this this these two telephone poles with a wire telephone poles Wait. with a wire growing across back to the future exactly and thomas drove right into it and it sent power to like this old barn shed oh. that they were trying to power up so that was like yo they, they got they got a reference from back to the future and that's not copying because exactly. first of all, you know, three-year-olds haven't watched Back to the Future. Yeah, true. And second of all, you know, that happens all the time in movies. Sometimes you don't know. Yeah. But you get reference points all the time. So it's you're, you're never really copying. Yeah. Like what uh, my dad's friends, uncles, cousins, whoever said, imitation is flattery. Or wait, what is it called? Imitation is flatteration. Yeah. I mean, my dad's friends, uncles, whatever, didn't actually say that. But like, it just makes it sound. Yeah, everyone's cool. heard that once. All right, so now moving on, we're gonna talk about. Um, no, 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 no. You were you were gonna tell me about like something about Jimmy. About Jimmy? Yeah, that was the thing. That I just. That got, was the secret about Jimmy. I got his character from a Disney Jonas episode. I thought it was gonna be something about the storyline. No, it, it's about the character. All right. Um, and speaking of like, like we were talking about Jimmy and my channel stuff. Yo, guys, what the heck just like happened? My the growth on my channel. Like that's crazy. It's like, crazy. It's crazy. Um, a week ago we were at six hundred subs, and like when this video goes live, we'll probably be at like eight hundred twenty or something or something like that. Um, but it's all from the my most popular video. It's gifting my default friend skins in Fortnite. It has twenty six thousand views. Twenty six. Yeah, twenty six thousand. Really? Views. Yeah. I'm um, an uncultured man. Yes. So, yeah. Um. It, it's been blowing up. I don't know. It, things just get tied into the YouTube algorithm. It's just random, I guess. And um, I don't really know what to say because I didn't really expect it. Like, and oh, yeah. People no are accusing me of sub bots. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't. You you know you know your channel is growing if people accuse you of sub, sub bots. It's like, it's like hitting all of your shots in Fortnite and people accusing you of hacking. Exactly. That's, it's, that's like a, that's a prize. That's a medal. You should be proud of that. There was this one period where James got stuck at 115 to oh, 125 dude. subs. Pain. He was stuck there, I kid you not, for about seven months. Yes. And for a guy with only 125 subscribers, he put so much work into his videos. And there, nope. there are channels across YouTube, and they have millions of subscribers, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, and they're all like, you know crap posts you know mm -hmm. like five second five yeah. second videos they put no work into them yeah but you take your time and edit every single video and it takes a while to edit all of your videos and then you release them and you know you only had 125 subscribers so now yeah. that you're finally getting the recognition you deserve is it's it's awesome i'm really proud of you honestly like i could like thank you for giving me some credit i i have to give you some too like you're you're a good actor on my channel like jimmy and everything thank you and we honestly i didn't work hard sam Reed didn't work hard it's all i i mean wait Spotify. no you you definitely worked hard it's you, all the it's all the yeah it's all god i guess i mean 
I get well, to yeah. say that on the pod. Yeah. Well, God gave yeah. you the power to work hard. Yes, exactly. You did. You did yeah, work hard. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I was it's, about to say the man upstairs. <laughs> the man upstairs. I mean, it is accurate. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to tie in politics or religion or anything into my channel. I try. I try my best not to. And yeah. I also try my best not to. Uh, like I want people to come to my channel, right? And then I want them to like feel like covid is you know the whole coronavirus i'd probably have to bleep that out but you know the whole corona oh yeah um after i tell you this story i'm gonna tell you another thing um about my youtube channel just keep talking yeah so um i try to make it seem like coronavirus is not around as possible i've never worn a mask on my channel and it's not because i don't like the rules and i don't follow them it's because i never had to and like in my vlogs you could see that we're having fun too i just try to make it like COVID doesn't exist anymore, right? Because everyone wants that. And um, yeah, about the coronavirus thing, I got banned off of live streaming on YouTube forever. That's speaking of, uh, you know, trying to make people forget about COVID. That's something I found r really annoying about commercials exactly. is that any commercial you'll find, it's about COVID. It's like, we're in these tough times. I, I challenge you as a viewer to find a commercial that doesn't have during these tough yeah. times yeah. or we're all in this together yeah i really want i really want commercials just like let us forget about covid you know and the only way we're gonna get out of this quarantine mindset and you know it's really unhealthy mentally the only way we can get out of that is forgetting about covid exactly i watch college football and there's just even the announcers and the commentators are talking about covid i mean like just I, stop like, i came to college yeah. football or to nfl football to try to have some fun and to try to get away. Yeah. I just feel like the media isn't letting us forget about COVID and that's kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like, uh, I mean, like these tough times, you're gonna make the times even more tough if you if you keep talking about it. Exactly. Like, honestly, trying to forget about the whole pandemic and everything is probably the best thing to do. And I think that's the best thing mentally to do. Um, but like, let's just talk about the state of Fortnite, too honestly like what what are your thoughts on it like uh in what category like just the the health of the game itself like are do people hate it do people like it do you like it do you hate it and like what do you think that could be what do you think are like additions to the game that could be added or changed at all it's getting a little better and i like you know all the different stuff they're adding and i like that they're making it more diverse yeah. And I think it's still popular. It's always going to be popular. Like, it's not dying. There's always going to be players. Like, there's going to be players in the sense that there's no other game that's taking people away from Fortnite right now. There's always going to be pretty much the same amount of Fortnite players. Now, something I've noticed about Fortnite is that... Um, I get kind of... I get my expectations really high for the next mm, season. Yeah. I think that, you know, something crazy is going to happen and it's going to, like, change it forever. But then I get a little underwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. For season five, you know, it was like... So the creators of Fortnite tweeted um, that it was going to be... The next season would be chaotic and wild and things yeah. are going to change forever. And then there was the zero point thing. I thought the live event was going to be, you know, zero point exploding. Oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be crazy. But then it was just like, you know, Jonesy negotiating with some alien. So I'm getting a little underwhelmed each time a new season comes out. That's probably my only down point of Fortnite. But other than that, 
I still think it's a good game. I have nothing else to play personally. I don't yeah. play any other games, so I, I'm sticking with Fortnite, and I still like it. But yeah. they've they've been an, a little underwhelming recently. Honestly, like what I think that Fortnite should do with their game, and you guys might not agree with me on this. Well, like, um, honestly, if you really think about it, w like you're probably asking yourself this question sometimes: Why did that game blow up? Uh, like. Than all the others. Because think about it. Remember when Among Us blew up? What about it now? Remember when Fall Guys blew up? What about it now? That's that's very true. I didn't even think of that. E exactly. Fortnite's and skill to stay relevant and to stay alive for four years. That's really good. That's incredible. And Fall Guys died after a few months. Among Us died after a few months. Yeah. Minecraft's as good as that too. They stayed alive for a long time. Yeah. But Fortnite has found a way to stay relevant and to stay popular for so long that's really impressive and i know that way that they stayed relevant it's because and they're kind of getting they're not irrelevant but they're like kind of fading away like the game is slow it's not dying it's fading away very from, slowly very slowly though and you know what the main source of the popularity and the uh, boost of the game i'm gonna tell you one thing weekly updates that, that's true that that's why it blew up among us that didn't have weekly updates fall guys that didn't have weekly exactly updates. even minecraft didn't have weekly updates with the seasons too the exactly. seasons um ever every new season there was something new yeah and that's yeah that's true that's definitely how they stayed popular for so long and like i feel like fortnite they gotta shorten their seasons honestly like what do you think on that i don't i don't think so because if we if we want Fortnite, if we want Fortnite to um, keep updating every every time, and, and if we want big updates and diverse updates, they want to give us a little time to explore the map and really see everything. Because if if they give us a lot of changes, if they give us a crazy map change and a lot of new stuff like you know all the new guns, all the guns are different. They'd want to give us a little more time to explore it. So if we do want more content and more diverse content, then I, I'm i fine with the seasons being the length that they are. Yeah. But they will get boring if we've explored it fast enough and we've gotten used to everything and there's no weekly updates. That's how it's going to mm -hmm. get boring. Honestly, Fortnite has to... It's Don't get me wrong, it's a great game and I know I've kind of been... Well, I mean, in this podcast, I haven't been hating on it. I've just been explaining its flaws. But... um. They gotta find a way in a season to keep the hype because in the start of season six, I'm like, yo, this is insane. Like, what is this? What is that? All that. And like the map was completely new. I mean, it wasn't completely new, but like the center of it. And I'm like, like, oh, this is so crazy. Then the next week I'm like thinking about season seven, right? So they got they gotta find a way to keep the hype up. And I think again, weekly updates is the key to that. Because you can add like the Raptors. I bet you the players that have played gone up when the Raptor update came out. Yeah, and even even I'm bored of the Raptor update now. Honestly, there's not much to it. It happened two. Days I thought ago. when I saw when I heard the rap dinos dinosaurs dinosaurs, when I heard that dinosaurs were coming to the game, I thought that's so cool. I'm gonna be like playing so much. That's gonna revive the game for another two months. But it. <laughs> That's that's where the underwhelming thing comes back into play, you know? It underwhelms me again. I thought it would be something crazy, and then I realized, you know, dang, that's 
not as much content as I thought it would be. Another way I think Fortnite can keep up the hype with the storyline, it spoiled it there. It's the storyline. Yeah. I think I think the most hyped up season of the chapter was season four, because Galactus coming was intense. Everyone was on there. Everyone was figuring out, you know, what's gonna happen, and he was getting closer and closer every day. So that was building enough, uh, building up enough hype. Zero point, not as hype as Galactus, but we all knew it was slowly starting to explode, and that kept up the hype. Yeah. And you know, I could name a few seasons in Chapter One, but Chapter One obviously can't compare to Chapter Two in how good it is. Unfortunately. <laughs> um. Rip, and rip chapter one. Like, people are saying, oh, I want the old map back and all that. And honestly, if like if you really think about it, I don't think they would get the same OG feeling from the old map if they brought it back. Now, guys, I, I don't like to bring up... I'm kind of like, not a hypocrite, but I'm kind of like weird for saying this. Like, I'm trying to block out COVID as much as my channel on my channel, but I'm talking about it. I'm only going to talk about it like once right now. Like, COVID, it ruined, it ruined so many, like, feelings, I guess. Like, back then, three years ago, like, the, that nostalgia Fortnite vibe, you know what I'm talking about? You'll never get that back. Even if you bring back the old map to today, even if you bring back, like, the old guns today, I don't, I don't think we would get that same nostalgic feeling anymore. Yeah, you know, you... I kind of disagree because I feel if they did bring the map back right now, that would raise the hype and that would make bring a lot that would bring a lot of people don't even get me started. That would bring a lot of people back. And it would be nostalgic. It would be nostalgic to see, oh, these are the places I've landed here before. This was the good and this was the good game I loved a few years ago. It wouldn't be permanently nostalgic. And I do think that over time people would realize that the old map compared to the new map is kind of boring if we're talking season two map chapter one season two map it's really plain yes it would be nostalgic and yes it's the game people loved but it's so plain that even people that love chapter one map with all their hearts would get bored um from a marketing standpoint i don't think epic games is going to bring back the old map because you know they're trying to they're trying to do they're trying to keep moving to the future yeah. trying to you know keep making new maps and i i don't see them bringing back the old map but it's interesting that they have given us stuff that's close to the old map like you know salty towers classic loot game modes and you know even even in season 10 they were trying to bring back older versions of the map in that you know time travel season and that was also interesting but I don't think they'll ever fully bring the map back. Because from a marketing standpoint, you just got to keep moving forward. You have to do... You just got to keep going. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think that uh, the like new map was so hype um, for the people. Because it was, a, it was a... like Or no, not the new map. The old map. It was a new game, right? Yeah. Like it came out in 2017. People were calling it Fortnite too. Yeah, yeah. Well, um. Oh wait, hold on. You talking about the new map? I'm call I'm talking about the old map. Oh, like it came out. Yeah. Yeah. I think right now, since we've experienced so much in the game and how filled, like how much it is, like filled with different things, I think we would, like what you said, think that it's boring because 
we didn't really have anything to compare it to back then. Exactly. So we were like, oh, yo, this is so fun. But we didn't compare it to the Raptors in Chapter 2 because we didn't have that, right? Yeah. Um, and I also want to talk about, like, Apple and Fortnite. Like, and started It yeah. was fresh. Exactly. People loved it because it was fresh. People yeah. weren't getting bored of it because it had just came out and it wasn't going on for an extensive period of time. That's another thing to think about. Yeah. And, like, the mobile, like, Fortnite thing, honestly, the first time that, it, like, the first few days that happened, I was on Fortnite side, and I'm like, oh, Fortnite, like, they have, like, they're right in this kind of thing. And, um, honestly, I think that Apple is right now, because Fortnite lowered the prices of their V-Bucks and all that. And yes. why did they have to do that? Like, they could have just went by I'm, the rules. I was definitely mad at Epic Games because I myself was a mobile player. My family didn't want to, and they, they didn't want to give me a console because they didn't want me to become a gamer. So I played on mobile. All I had was mobile. I couldn't play Fortnite for a long time because I didn't have an Xbox yet until, of course, I won it from James. But I was really mad at Epic Games too, as a former mobile as a former mobile player, because is it really worth it to lower your prices twenty percent? Yeah, twenty percent to lose billions of players, because there were probably more mobile players than console and PC mm-hmm. players combined. Yeah. Everyone had Fortnite on their phone, and it was probably for some people it was the only thing they could get. They couldn't afford a console. They couldn't afford a big PC. You know, mm-hmm. so. Was it was it worth it to lower the prices by such a small amount and lose billions of players? I mean, I was mad at them. Yes, the that the Apple the App Store's rule, the App Store's rules was that you know you couldn't lower the prices without talking to Apple. Exactly. And so they def- they yeah they, they denied Apple. that yeah. So I'm a little mad at them. I do think Apple's um, system and the App Store uh, what's called monopoly. Um, I do think it's a little unfair, so I can see why Epic wanted to. And even if it is unfair, and even if Apple's um, prices are really high and really unnecessary, I mean, come on, Epic, was that was it worth it? Yeah. Um, and like, I I suggest to Epic, like, they can either revert what they did, and like go back to their the Apple store prices and then everything will be back to normal or if they really don't want to do that they can go on they can make some website so your app is available to update to the newest season or something like that some other way rather than the app store i don't know how they would do that but some way but honestly i i just don't know why they that it was super unnecessary i don't know why they started that yeah another thing i just realized this Mac players also aren't allowed to play. Mm-hmm. People that can't afford a PC or an Xbox, I'm sure even low-income people have Macs, like a MacBook. Yeah. Fortnite was removed from that too, and that really sucks. Oh my gosh. Like, my cousin, Carter, he plays on a Mac. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. And when I got an Xbox and I was like back into Fortnite, I asked him, hey, you know, can you play with me? Oh, he couldn't because yeah. oh, it was banned on yeah. Mac. Too. So that's why he quit. Mac's owned by Apple. Yeah. That's why he stopped playing. Well, and because he's old and he has a job now, and he's like, yeah, he's a man now. Yeah. But not just it's not just an iPhone or an iPad. 
there are a lot of people playing on Max too. So we lost a lot of Fortnite players because of that. Mm -hmm. And not just because of the map changes or because Fortnite's dying, you know? Yeah. Um, so let me know what you guys think. Um, if you're this far into the podcast, would you want it to be, uh, on a separate channel? This podcast is actually going to be posted on the Brewster Bot channel and on Spotify. Yeah. For now. But if you guys, I made a separate channel called the Botcast, And if you want me to post these videos on that other channel, I don't, I don't know. You guys have to tell me because I might just keep posting uh, podcasts on this one to get more views. All right, so um, let's just talk about Sam Reed, your Netflix movie. That that's insane. You you were in a Netflix movie, like yeah. a bunch of people saw you. So I was in um. So my parents, they were good friends with this guy named Ben Everard. He's the he's a director for a lot of Netflix movies, and he got um he got ownership of basically this big project called Yes Day. And um, it was based off of a novel, but he bought ownership to that movie. So basically, that means he gets to do with it whatever he gets to do whatever he wants with it. So he started making the movie, and it was projected to be the number one highest-grossing movie on Netflix, and it actually was. It and it was number one in America at one point. So that's nice. Um, I was fortunate. I was fortunate enough to. Um, land an extra spot at, at this um in this great movie and it's a really high budget movie and it's 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 like it's like a blockbuster movie for netflix it's like one of the biggest original netflix movies so um the first day i was there um i was there for two days and if you watch the movie it's on netflix right now if you watch the movie two days of filming for like 10 seconds yeah there was 10 the scenes, the scenes I was filming there, two days for 10 seconds. That's insane. So I was, for the first day, I was on set for seven hours because as a minor, you're only allowed to be legally on set. You're only, you're, lo you're only allowed to work for seven hours on set. Um, you would know that. You were on the Orby set. James yeah. was in the Orby set. Yeah, there was all these laws and stuff on uh, how, like, it, it was like California law or something. Yeah, it's, it's child labor, basically, yeah. if it's anything yeah. longer yeah. than eight hours. And you have to do school. So, yes, I also did have to do school in this big trailer with all the other extras. I actually listened to a podcast, too, and I also did school. So that was also interesting. You had to do school because, um, you know, just America is so strict on school for some reason. Yeah. I was basically an, this party kid. I was, um, I, w I was a kid at the party. It, um, in the credits, I think I was called like party boy, something oh, like that. Three, actually, I think so. Party. That's cool. I was like party boy three or something, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. So basically the storyline, I don't want to spoil too much, but the storyline is the, uh, this kid, he's home alone. He, um, this isn't the storyline for the entire movie. There's just that scene. The kid, he's home alone. And uh, basically, he decides to throw a party, and things start to sl slowly go wrong. Uh, but what was cool about that is that not only did we film it hundreds of times, but that it felt like it was an actual party. I was having, I was actually having fun. It, it, I didn't even notice the cameras. It actually felt like it was just a normal party, and I was hanging out with my friends, and it was cool. So um, another cool thing is that uh, in between takes. This kid, you know, he's a science kid. He's a nerd. He made dried he made dried ice water. 
there's water color in it, and then they put dry ice into the water, so it fizzles out like that That's foam sick. you see in chemistry. So I got to drink that every time we did the take. In between every take, that in between every take, this guy would come over and he would stick a little dry ice stick into my water, and it would fizzle out to make it look like you know crazy and like scientific. So and, and then I drink that in between takes. So I was there for a few hours. We got a lot of footage done. Probably 90% of what we filmed that day didn't get into the movie. So that's an also that's also another interesting thing about uh, the film business. But yeah, that was really cool. That was my first role in a big movie. As most of you know, I really want to be an actor. Awesome. That's what I want to be when I grow up. And I almost got in the second Netflix movie. I almost got the main role in this movie called Home Team. So they're working on this movie called Home Team. It's basically based on a true story about the NFL coach Sean Payton. Um, he left his son to coach the New Orleans Saints for a couple years, and he basically missed most of his childhood. So this kid, you know, he never got to have the experience of having a dad. So when the dad finally comes back, that's where this movie takes place. So I auditioned for the main character. The I auditioned for the role of Connor. He's Sean Payton's son, and... Crazy enough, first ever audition, I got a callback. So a callback is when um, the directors go, the casting directors go through thousands and thousands of audition tapes and they look through every tape to see who they like and who they don't like. And they basically pick their 50 favorite kids after the first round of callbacks. And basically the casting directors ask you to do a Zoom meeting with them so you can read the lines live. You have to read them. You have to read the lines live in that, front of them. Was that nerve wracking for you? Not for me, because you know actors. Dude. You know actors have to get used to being on yeah. camera. But I basically, uh, the casting directors basically asked me, you know, get to get on a Zoom with them and to read the same lines in front of them. So I had to read the lines in front of them. Uh, these were two of the biggest casting directors in LA. They were big casting directors, especially for Disney and for Netflix. Uh, these were like. Uh, blockbuster casting directors so it was definitely definitely intimidating and i got i think i got into the top five kids i was in their top five choices i think my advantage was first of all i played football which is a criteria you needed for this movie Oh so, right. wait! You actually needed. Sorry for interrupting. You needed football skills. Yeah. Oh, it's a that's, football movie. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So I was a I was a really good football player. I was an actor, and my third advantage was I lived in Texas and Louisiana. So this kid, well, the story takes place in Texas, and his dad coaches in Louisiana. I've lived in Texas and Louisiana. So that's another big advantage, because I won't be acting like, I can easily act like the Texas kid or the Louisiana kid. I won't be acting like an Oregon kid or a California kid or a Boston kid. So that's another advantage I have. And I think that's one of the reasons I got so I got so far. I got so high. I think I was in the top 10 or in the top five choices. Unfortunately, I don't think I got the role overall. It's been a few weeks since I've heard back from them. And I think they've already started screen tests. Screen tests is the next level um, above podcasts. But I don't think I got the role. But that was a really cool experience, you know. I know a lot of people that are actors and they never got a callback their first audition. So that's def- that was definitely interesting. And it was a big confidence boost going into my next few auditions. Because I did a- audition for a few more movies after that. But that was definitely cool. And that was definitely interesting. And it makes me want to act even more. Acting is 
definitely what I want to do in the future. That's cool. And if you want to watch the whole movie for yourself, go on Netflix. It's literally called The Yes Day. And uh, it's not hard to find. It's probably in the top 10 trending. So yeah. that's I, cool. Is it still number one in the US today? It's like number six or seven. That's still really good. It was number honestly. one for a while though. So that's cool. Yeah. James, what is your favorite movie? I, you've been doing all the questions. I haven't asked you a question. What's your favorite movie? Um, I think my favorite movie... Well, I mean, I, I have a favorite movie and a favorite TV show, but my favorite movie of all time, and you definitely know this, is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, man. That's, you guys that's have definitely to watch a classic. it. That's yes. definitely a classic. Um, no, I can speak for both of us by saying both of our show, favorite shows are Stranger Things, without a doubt. Both yeah. of our favorite shows are Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a great show. I introduced Stranger Things to him a few months ago, and he was kind of step- skeptical about it. Yeah, but then when he watched it, he was obsessed with it. He couldn't stop watching it, and it was probably the best choice he's ever made. Mm-hmm. And it's also a good lesson. Listen to Sam Reed. Yeah, Um. honestly, I've kind of been taught um, a lesson... Oh, yeah, uh, the cameraman's readjusting. But like what I was saying, um, I've kind of been taught a few lessons on, uh, like, watching things and stuff and movies and all that. Sam Reed, like, tells me, oh, this is so good. I'm like, eh, I don't think I'll like it. I watch it, and then I'm crazy for it, dude. I'm, I'm like, like, Stranger Things, I hated it, like, before I watched it. I was like, oh, no. That's so bad. In life like, group, in uh, in our life groups, when I mentioned that I like Stranger Things, guess what he said? He said, "This kid watches Stranger Things." <laughs> like he was yeah. trying to be cool in front of his friends yeah. and like you know part of that like cancel culture, like hate hate culture. Yeah. But then he watched it and realized it was a really good show. Isn't it, that right? It, it was very good. Yes, greatest show but of all time. Honestly, Hands um. Down. The my two my favorite movie and my favorite show are kind of neck and neck right now. Ferris Bueller and Stranger Things. They're both um in well Ferris Bueller's actually in the eighties. Stranger Things is, uh, was created in twenty sixteen, but they based it in the eighties. Um, so honestly, like any eighties movie or TV show, I'm I would probably love it. Um, but Ferris Bueller, something about that movie, man. So like what you're saying, uh, your favorite movie and or I mean, oh yeah, I, yeah. Um, my favorite movie was it was Avengers Endgame because oh, you know yeah. Avengers Endgame, it's incredible what they did, yeah. how they perfectly wrapped up the Marvel mm-hmm. storyline. But my new favorite movie, and you California kids probably never heard of this. Oh, I know it. Is. It's called Tombstone. Tombstone is this '90s Cowboys movie, and it's probably the great. It puts Clint Eastwood Cowboys movies to shame. Let's just say that. It's probably the greatest cowboy movie of all time. It's um it's with Val Kilmer. It's about it's on a true story, exactly true story about um two uh, two two guys that are friends with each other and you know they retired to to find gold but then they end up, you know, getting back into fighting crime and it's just such an amazing movie. The acting by Val Kilmer, who plays the lead character Doc Holliday, which, by the way, yeah. is my YouTube Elias, Doc Holliday. That's me. Um, Val Kilmer, he's such an amazing actor in this movie. He won an Oscar for it. The uh, The movie won multiple Oscars for its acting. It's just, it's so good. And I showed it to James. 
I know he probably won't appreciate it enough. Uh, as I, much I as loved it, honestly. He I think, loved yeah. it, but I, I know he probably wouldn't appreciate it as much as me because since I've, I've lived in, you know, yeah. I've been in the South culture more than yeah. him. Yeah. So that, that's just, if you know the, if you know the story behind it and if you know, you know, it's, it's, it, you, it's, it's so good. Wait, what state was it based in again? That. It was, huh? wait, what state was it based in again? It was like Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tombstone, cool. Arizona. My dad actually went there. He visited, He actually went to visit Doc Holliday's grave one time. That was pretty cool. But Wait. Doc Holliday is a real character. He's not yeah. fake. He died fastest, of a fastest slinger in the world. Yeah, he could pull yeah. out a gun faster than James Crank's 90s. That's pretty damn fast, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. if, if, you're, if I'm comparing something to James's 90s in terms of speed, then just know you're a very fast person and you should be proud of yourself. Oh, hold on. One more thing. A movie I highly suggest to the viewers is Tenet. If anyone's ever seen Tenet, it's a really interestingly written s- story about this guy that basically it's almost like time travel, but it's oh, not. Cool. It's like reversed. Ha- have you ever seen Reverse Flash? Uh, William definitely knows. Reverse uh, Flash. It's yeah. like some it's 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 something along the lines of that. So it's stuff I can't even explain it. It's such a complicated movie, and it hurts your brain so much that it's so good. Mm. Try watching Tenet, and if you if you understand what's happening, then your IQ is literally like seven million. It's so crazy. Wait, what is it like? Um, what is it on Netflix, Apple? I don't TV? think it's on either. It's just on on demand. Oh, okay, it. okay. It's not on any streaming cool. platforms. Um, yet I feel like Peacock's gonna steal it. Oh, Peacock's it, been stealing. They, everything. they stole the. They stole. They stole <laughs> Peacock, the Office. They stole everything. Yeah. All right. Um. So I think this is going to this whole conversation is going to uh kind of wrap up our uh, podcast for the day. Do you think yeah, so? I'd um. Say. So guys, thank you so much for watching or listening, and uh, let me know in the comments down below um if you want it on the the podcast channel or just this channel. Um. We're probably going to be doing both, and these are going to come out every two weeks. So yes. look forward to that. All right, Hopefully so we'll have some uh, some funny stories next time because you know nothing's interesting's happening right now. This is more of a serious podcast, but we'll yeah. probably have funny things. Yeah. Um. So yes, thank you all for listening or watching, and uh, we'll see you guys with a, another one later.